Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Afternoon, two minutes past three. Welcome to the start of a new weekend. It's a biggie too in sport. The Crows take on Sydney in the semi-final at the parade tomorrow night. And Australia uh, take on the undefeated Indians in the World Cup final. That is on Sunday. Looking forward to talking about uh, both of those. Kimba on the Roots with you, live from Studio Lumo SA. Currently 21.2 degrees outside. And we are here with big thanks to Brasilia Coffee, Hyundai and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. And they love the Roach. What's the matter hey. you? Hey, got no respect. Not at all. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's his head. It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I'll oh, shut up your face. Hello, Roachy. Roach, 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 Hello, Kim. What, what about you? What? You're like the boy in the good old days when we have... Santa Claus come to town with a Christmas patch, and then John Martins would do the Christmas catalogue. Yes. As boys, we'd all rifle our way through it, try to give hints to mum and dad as what we wanted for Christmas, or to do it in a contemporary way now. It's like mum when she gets her IGA catalogue. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, she marks yes, it loves all it. Out, cuts it out. Yeah. Give her that for a she, present. She, <laughs> she, oh, yeah, tight ass. You would. Yeah. You would. Here, mum, so there you are. You've got the AFL fixture. You're even... <laughs> are you going to frame it? Seriously? You're going to put it up on the wall? Well, I am. Oh, no, I always did it. Like, I always like did it as a kid. the boy with the Christmas catalogue. It's all there There again. you go. Those looking at the podcast, it's in the ties. So you want to put it on the wall? Yeah, it's the best thing the ties has done all year. I love it. <laughs> well... You now, used to be able to walk into the bank and you'd get one there. You remember those, yeah. Them, you yeah. get the fold away one you could put in your wallet. I love it. Good I love it days. when the fixture comes out. Yes. I do not like the fact we don't know what's happening after round 15. That's, well, that, that's the bit challenge. I don't like, Kim, is that at a time when we talk about the AFL built on principles of fairness and equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said sort of, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. But doesn't it just seem a bit weird that then we would have degrees of difficulty with the fixture? doesn't seem right, does it? Mm. Degrees of difficulty because we should be having an equal, fair, uncompromised competition. Let's not not overanalyze things, Roach. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Even though I've thought it's Thursday for most of the day, I I think after having a sickie, I've got really confused Mm. what day it is. I'll be keen to hear what everyone's thinking of what's the game they're most looking forward to. I dare say there's going to be a lot for that Thursday night showdown, aren't there? Mm. Yeah, there is. I thought we did that yesterday, Rich. No, but Talk people about have being a day behind. to digest oh, it all like right. you did. Okay. Like you were, you were like as if Christmas yes. had hit your doorstep, oh, weren't you? Yeah, you're overselling it now, Rooch. Oh. Uh, yes, I get you, though. It's, I've had time to marinate. Exactly. All right, have a good look at it. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to chatting to our guest, especially our first one today, Rooch. Been trying to get her on for a couple of weeks. At 3.35, we'll be joined by Isabel Borlase. Could she? Could she? <laughs> Could she what? Could she follow Aaron Phillips? 
as the well, next father ask, daughter. Ask the question. At Port Adelaide. Her dad played 246 games for Port Adelaide. Her mother, Jenny Borlase, uh, knee Kennett, represented Australia on 70 occasions. Three world championship victories and a Commonwealth gold as well. Wow. And her brother plays for the Crows, Roach. The yes, Crows. Yes, the the most famous Egyptian recruit the Crows have ever had. <laughs> we got that song? <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah. having a chat to Izzy, and in case you don't know much about her, we're not just chatting to her because she's a nice young lady. She can play. Yeah, plays for Adelaide Lightning uh, in her second season, but there's big raps on her. I'm yeah. sure she'll be very modest like her mum and dad. No doubt. Mm. Great uh, upbringing. 3.50, Matt Hill will join us. He's the world's best race caller, and he's a damn good tipster as well. But that's not the only reason we're talking as the Spring Carnival wraps up tomorrow. It'll be the last time that we get to see Damien Oliver, arguably the best jockey in my lifetime, Rooch. He hangs up the whip. Well, I don't know what he does in his after hours, but he will not be oh, riding. Hello, anyway. hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Two you nights had, in a row. You had to go there, didn't you? Two nights in a row. <laughs> What about the way Quentin the Cock got out, hey? Yeah, it's best you get it out early, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, no, we won't worry. We won't revisit that. I had no idea I said it. Yeah, um, you put it on the table as quick as possible, didn't you? <laughs> well, because I heard you ask, Ben, can we play it? Well, it Shame was an important part of the game. Well, it was, and um, it was you, a legitimate question. Were you worried when the rain did come in? Were we going to get a really mucked up semi-final? Oh, I was more worried at the stuffing up my night because I just wanted to watch the cricket. You dragged out still though, didn't you? Oh, no. Dragged I, out I right made, to the 47th over. I think I made it till about five past two and I, I got the nods and I thought, this is ridiculous. Uh, Smith and um, Josh English were in at the time and, you know, they needed two and a half and over or something. And I'm thinking, well, if you don't do anything silly, we've got this one, yeah, surely. Yeah, it through 47.2 yeah, overs and, late. And I didn't uh, want to stay up till bloody 3.30 or whenever it yeah. finished, Rooch. Um, mm. Really looking forward to our chat at 4.35, Roochie, Rooch, Rooch, Rooch. A gentleman we don't get to talk to very often, Hamish Ogilvy, the Crows National Recruiting Manager. Now, I don't think he can tell us anything. I'm still looking forward to talking to him. Well, it depends on the questions you ask, well, doesn't it? Well, Chai will ask. I'll say you have picks 10, 14. I haven't got it in front of me. 10, Kim, you know 14 it. and 24. Are you going to try and work your way up the yeah, draft order? I'm going they to make plans, but you've got 17 other clubs that will but put right. roadblocks in front of you. I ask that question. And then some but will come along and go, we thought Kim Dillon would go at three, and he was still there at 17. I would have never how, how did that happen? Well, that's why I like number 17, Roach. Um, <laughs> you distracted my train of thought there. No, but if I no, ask the it's question... It's a dream that still wanders in your mind, does it? Oh, no. We I told you, if we... you'd behaved yourself one day at Woodville Oval, you would have made it to the AFL-VFL. Well, no, I was already... Uh, was I approached then? No, I wasn't. No. That came afterwards. Mm. Shane O'Sullivan. Good man. The doggies. Footscray showed a bit of interest. Then the knee went again, Roach. Gosh. Anyway, I digress. Yep. But if you'd like to hear more about me... <laughs> Um, no, I'm just saying, I can say to Hamish, or you can, will you try and go up the draft order? Well, they don't want to show their hand. No, but but they, I believe there's three clubs that are interested in helping them out. But they'd be in preliminary talks with a few clubs. And if we say, so, are you oh, interested well, yeah, in X player, they're not going to really say... Well, you don't show that hand. Will they go for Taylor Goad? That was interesting. And with, how do they was get it? it? Tony Bamford or Shifter Sheehan mm. about... Again, where Ruckman go now in the mm. draft order? Well, I think, you know we, you're I have think to, we pose that yeah, question. Because now you, 
You let no, someone you else develop. invest for a long time. Well, yeah. that was Alistair Clarkson. He mm. never picked a ruckman in the draft. He just said, well, I'll just wait for someone else to develop and I'll get him in the trade period. Yeah, so look, looking forward to talking to mm. Hamish. He's a, he's a ripping bloke and, and he's very, very good at his job. So that's what's happening, Roach. I reckon we'll jump into a uh, oh, fair dinkum. <laughs> what? You're a shocker, you are. Of course I am. But then again, I'm, I'm hardly in the position to point fingers. Um, well, you asked the question. Of a semi-final for the World Cup one-day series that's being played in India now, South Africa, Australia. I asked a former Australian bowler a very relevant question. Yes. How would they get to cock out? And this is how it happened. Walking in with great purpose. Athletic fielders all round the pitch. Hazelwood bowls. Big shot up in the air from De Kock. Down the ground. It carries... And oh. caught, Cummins backs, got under it, tumbles as he takes the catch. The sky ball hung forever, and Australia's captain clings on. Ah, oh, Jared Waitley there. I'm glad you didn't play at all, Rich. Uh, well done. Let's go into the break now, and we'll move right along. That was very <laughs> mature of you, even if you didn't mean to do it. <laughs> it's Kimba and the Rooch. We are here, thanks to Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona, imagine to be bold. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Friday afternoon, beautiful day outside, 21.7 degrees. Big thank you to Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Just a reminder, coming up, Isabel Borlase from the Adelaide Lightning, Matt Hill, and uh, no, we were going to chat with Scott Gowans from the uh, Sydney Football Club, yeah, the Swannies coach in the AFLW, but um, he was a late cancellation. Hamish Ogilvie, though, at 4.30. We need to get that right on the screen. Roach, we did a nearest the pin. Look, the bowl, which means we have more than one Multiple winners. Now, yesterday we had our cricket expert was Bryce McGain, who, uh, no relation to Mike Dobbin from McGain again. Better uh, hair as well? Sorry? Better hair? Better hair. Yeah, Yeah, I think he would have, yeah. Roach, stop holding it up there and let me bloody get to it, all right? <laughs> Sorry. For those that are listening and not watching as well, Roach is waving a bowl around in the air. Um, Juggle the contenders. Yeah, the question was last night, who wins between Australia and South Africa and how many runs does Travis Head make? That was the tiebreaker question. Wasn't he good? So Mark from Grange. Now, how many did he make? 62. Yeah, 62. We had three people pick 60. Is that right, Benny? Yes. Yep. Yes. All right, he hasn't got it written yeah. on the screen. You wouldn't have known. Don't make I, it. I, I, no, Ben, I know you I, know. I listen when Ben speaks. <laughs> ben, don't talk in my ear when I'm bloody on air. All right, so we got Mark from Grange. Awkward moment. Said Australia and 60. Michael from Adelaide said Australia and 60 runs for Travis. And Bryce McGain. I said to Bryce, even though he works for us, you let him that he's in the draw. Yeah, All so right, so we that. go for a winner. All right, Roach, pick out a winner for a $50 IGA voucher. It's a big bit of paper. I thought I had all three. You didn't grab all of them, did you? Thank goodness for this. It's a listener. It's a listener winner. Well, read it out, yeah. Mark from Grange. 
You got two there. I ripped it. Oh, did you? I just went like that flat out. Ripped. Mark Grange. Mark from Grange. Or was it Grange from Mark? You know, it's Mark oh. from Grange. Congratulations. That was great radio. Uh, you won yourself a $50 IGA voucher, how the locals like it. We're going to do another one for the weekend, all right? Another $50 IGA voucher. We'll stick with the cricket. We had a bit of a coin toss or a vote in here. It was either the Crows Did game. we have a coin toss? I'm not getting involved in that. Did we? There's been accusations <laughs> that India's captain wow. is throwing the coin a long way away from the opposition so yeah. they can't see how it lands. But it's the officiating match referee who calls that, it, who goes and gets the coin. But I, I watched it. The Indian captain, his name escapes me at the moment. Rohit Sharma. Who? Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma. Good on your lines here. Yeah. Uh, he does flick it about seven metres away. <laughs> so... The commentator that mentioned this, I'll tell you who it is in a minute because I've forgotten. <laughs> I was reading about it this morning, yeah. Bridge. So I think he's I saying on. that yeah. virtually the match referee is... Well, he's saying if uh, there's skullduggery going on, well, that means the referee would have to be involved. You'd need to be a bit careful, wouldn't you? I would think so. Thanks for bringing that up, Bridge. It's all right. It's a all good right. story. We're doing another one. Yes. Australia v India, who wins? And uh, how many runs will David Warner make in perhaps oh, yes. his last World Cup match ever? Right. All right. So okay. send through your thoughts or guesstimates. Uh, let's jump into it, Roach. Yep. Uh, let's get an update at the WACA, Australia WA, South Australia WA. <laughs> well, it might as well be a times line, not it? <laughs> so South Australia, let's do the full recap. 192 in the first dig. WA responded with 204. South Australia has just completed its second dig at 212. What's the lead? 230. 200, well, 199, so oh, sorry, 200, sorry. so WA needs 201 to win. And they've got plenty of time to do it, Kim. Plenty of time. So, are you going to bring up Daniel Drew again? Please don't. No, you did, because you're feeling guilty. How many did he make? Two. Does work experience in here, and he's been scarred for life, Roach. Mm. All right, there's some news breaking in the uh, AFLW. This um, is very good. The Academy squad, some good news for this a couple of South good. Australians. Now, you would remember when Adelaide and Port Adelaide put up their hands to get involved in the first AFLW season, 2017, the AFL said, well, neither of you will get a licence because we don't think there's enough talent mm. in South Australia to actually uphold an AFLW team. Mm. Well, who won the first premiership? Yep. Well, it was the Adelaide Crows, Rich. With a bit of help from the Northern Territory. Yeah, well, but now we have very much our own talent. Five South Australians in the 2024 AFLW National Academy. And That's two good. names that we know very well now. India Rashid, we know very well, don't we? Our daughter of uh, Roger. And then Poppy Scholes. Uh, now, she's the younger sister of Matilda Scholes that plays for Port Adelaide. And both are daughters of Peter Scholes who played for Contacts and also the Thunderbirds uh, oh, and, I think, and represented Australia as well. Um, yeah, represented Australia on 54 occasions, Peter Scholes. And by all reports, and you know how enamoured I am with Matilda, they're saying Poppy might even be better. Wonderful. So I hope the Crows get a route. And for all, <laughs> for all those questions that we kept getting... In the lead up to the change of squads, yes, Lauren Young is playing for Port Adelaide. Yep, he is yep. Well, you announced that two days ago, yeah, Rooch. Just reaffirming that. All one right. of the academy players now that has been put on the Port Adelaide list. All right, stop now because it's 3.21. Need to go to a break. Right. It's nearly 3.22. When we come we'll come back, we'll talk uh, World Cup. This is Kimba on the Rooch. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. 
Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 327 Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Uh, conspiracy theories going crazy here during the ad break. Uh, we'll revisit that Rohit Sharma coin toss situation a little later in the show, Rooch. Let's hear from Travis Head and Pat Cummings post-victory. I think we knew um, how it was going to play. Well, we, we hoped that we knew how we were going to play and how we would adapt to it. So, um, And we probably haven't seen something spin like that much throughout. So um, probably had to play a little bit different. Uh, we knew it was going to be a grind and a battle, and um, that's what it was. Yeah, I just want to contribute for Australia, and, and um, nice to do that again today. Um, and we get another opportunity in a couple of days' time. You contributed with ball and bat. Let's talk about the wickets first of all. Um, the dismissal of Heinrich Klassen. I don't know, it looked a straight ball to me. No doubt you can, you can put me right. Straight as they come. And I'm under the pump. He's an unbelievable player. He smacked me around in South Africa. So when he went 4-4, I, uh, I knew I was under the pump. So, yeah, I'm not sure how that one got through him. But I wouldn't have never dreamed of being in a World Cup final. Um, playing against the best team, one of the, or the best team in the competition so far. And the bowlers look sharp, so I've got to be sharp. The good thing is a few of us have played, played in uh, or been there for, for a final before, so we can draw on that. A couple of the other guys, T20 World Cups as well, so you've just got to embrace it. Uh, you know, the stadium's going to be packed. It's going to be pretty one-sided, I reckon. Um, <laughs> so you've just got to embrace that enjoy it. I can see the smile on your face. What's it going to mean to, to lead out your team uh, on that occasion? Uh, special. Uh, I still talk of the 2015 World Cup as one of my career highlights. Um, I wasn't playing, but to be out there in a final in India, in a world's biggest stadium, um, yeah, the, it's a very happy change room there at the moment. A few people there, Roach. 130,000 people will be at the stadium. Wow. I know. It's going to be massive. A very pro-Indian crowd, as you would expect. Hey, that conspiracy theory, the comments were made by Pakistani quick, Sikander Bark. Uh, about Rohit Sharma. I showed you through the ad break uh, how he tosses the coin about five or six metres away from everyone. What did you think, Roach? Well, I'm not sure how what sort of toss it is, but I was intrigued by how the match referee could tell it was heads or tails so quickly. That was the bit that got me. Well, he was the only one that got to see it, Roach. He's got good eyesight. <laughs> Better than mine. All right, Isabel well, Borlase. Anyway. Isabel Borlase coming up next from the uh, Adelaide Lightning. A little later in the program, we'll be joined by Matty Hill as we farewell Damien Oliver as a jockey and Hamish Ogilvie, the recruiting manager for the Adelaide Crows. Big show coming up. Hope you can stay with us. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 3.30, Kimbo and The Roots with you on a Friday afternoon. Beautiful day outside, currently around 22 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Looking forward to chatting to our next guest, Roots. We've been trying to organise this for a while. She's starring for the Adelaide Lightning, who take on Southside Flyers tomorrow night, 6pm at Adelaide 36's Arena. It's a big game. Now, there's no pressure on our next guest, Roach. No? No, 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 none at all. Her dad played 246 games for Port 
Port Adelaide. Her mum represented Australia on 70 occasions, playing for the Diamonds in netball, three gold medals in world championships, plus a Commonwealth gold as well. And a brother plays for the Crows. I wonder who she barracks for. Isabel Borlase joins us now. Hello, Izzy. Hello. <laughs> That's a fair introduction. Uh, yeah, who do you barrack for yeah. nowadays, the Crows or Port? Um, I have to say I still go for Port Adelaide. Oh, well, you don't have to yeah, say that. <laughs> no, I do, genuinely. Um, well if, done. If my brother's playing, I obviously want the Crows to win, but if in the showdown... Yeah, I'm still with Port. Oh, well, you haven't, Once you haven't, at Port, always for Port. You haven't had much joy in the showdowns lately, have you, hey? Yeah, I know, that's right. <laughs> hey, yes, let's get into your life story, all right? We spoke about the heritage of your mum and dad. I know them well. They're beautiful people. Why basketball? When did it all start? Um. Well, growing up, obviously, like most little kids, um, I played a lot of different sports, and I did play netball, Um did surf life-saving and I did basketball probably since I was maybe seven years old and I guess that's the one that followed through. Um, just enjoy the freedom to run around the court and, yeah, I guess it's just where I fell. So, Isabel, when you see Aaron Phillips follow a family tradition at Port Adelaide, does that ever go yeah. through your mind? Could you be a convert from basketball to AFLW? <laughs> a cross-coder. Could it happen again? <laughs> Could we have the teary moment um, think, when you get your father's jumper at Port Adelaide? Uh, um, look, I think that could be, if it was to ever happen, I definitely haven't really thought about it at all. If it was to happen, yes, it would be amazing. But right now, basketball is my sport and there's no thoughts in changing it anytime soon. We well, talk well, about considering heritage. Your, considering your brother didn't get the chance, do it yourself. Make all the Port fans happy. Oh. He's very happy for us. Dad would like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah, as long as he gets redrafted and put back on the rookie list. Uh, there is interesting uh, background and heritage, though, because your mum would have played against Peter Scholes, who played for Contact, and uh, her daughter's now yeah. playing for Port Adelaide. Have you kept an eye on her? Mm. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched too much of... I, I am aware who she is, but, yeah, I haven't really watched too much of the AFLW just yet. Um, but, yeah, I am aware of some of the girls who have been going into the league. Well, you've got a bit on your plate, so that's understandable. Yeah, debut <laughs> last year. Take us through your first season playing in the big league. Uh, was it daunting, enjoyable, challenging? Uh, yes, all of those. Um, very exciting. I got to play along some really experienced plays in some Opals, and I think as from a team perspective, it didn't go as planned. We weren't mm. that very successful, but um, this year, I, I think we put a a better team together. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this this year's a more enjoyable and more wins on the board. Yeah, we speak to your coach, Nat Hurst, on a regular basis. She has certainly put a target on your back with the way you started as a young player last year. Um, did you find you received more attention after getting off to such a fast start? Um, not... Uh, I definitely think I did receive more attention towards the back end of last year, but this year I think... My first three games were without Steph Talbot, who's gone down, who went down with the ACL end of last year, and mm. I think she was our star player and received most of the attention last year. So this year, I feel like teams are coming for me a little bit more and working out ways to defend me differently. So that's been challenging for me, but also going to benefit me in the long run. Isabel, we asked footballers about the difference of when you play in a state league to go to a national competition. How did you find 
going up into a national league. What? How did the game change for you? Um, I think definitely just the physicality of the game. Mm. That it's faster. I guess playing against older women. Um, yeah, physicality and speed of the games probably the two biggest difference. And then just getting conditioned for the whole season. Um, I didn't make it through the whole season. I got injured towards the end. Mm. So I think that's the main goal for this year is just to get through fit. Well, we're talking about conditioning. We spoke to Nat Hirsch, your coach, last week. You get off to fast starts and you tend to run out of petrol and it happened last week again against the Perth Lynx. Yes, that did happen. Um, hopefully this week we can put a four four quarter effort or put that together um, and I think hopefully we can come away with the win if we put all four quarters together. You seem to be working well with another Isabel, Isabel Bourne. It was an Izzy attack last week. You, you got 20 yeah. points and the other Izzy got 14. Yeah, um, I've loved working with Bourne and I think we're still working on our connection mm. as that does take time but um, yeah, really liking to getting to know her and also got another big in Breezy who's our import um, and she's been really Good to work with setting me lots of screens and hopefully getting them open too. Isabel, we can't put this one on your shoulders because you're a new member of the team, but Southside Flyers have quite a strong record against Adelaide. Eight wins out of the 11 matches you've played. Mm -hmm. What is it about Southside that has this edge on Adelaide? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a win against them last season, I think, and they played in the finals. Um, I think credit to their organisation, Cheryl, they obviously get really good players who frequently come back to their club and I think that's something that we're wanting to build here in Adelaide where players keep coming back to us and wanting to play. So I think they've just had a core group together that, you know, have been successful. So, yeah, I think they're definitely beatable, but obviously we haven't had the favours in the Uh, past couple of times. Just back on the finishing of your games, has Nat addressed that this week? Has there been any discussion about it? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, last week we got a good third quarter, which we were looking for, and we've definitely harped on it this week about the little things that we can do to stay together. So if I mean, basketball is a game of runs, so if Southside or any other team makes consecutive baskets in a row, we need to find a way to stop them scoring and then us putting points back on back on the scoreboard so it's just staying together and stopping runs from the other team Uh, not a massive issue but are you enjoying being back at the Adelaide 36ers arena um yeah I mean I haven't played anywhere different I yeah I like the venue I think it it, I just envision I'd love to see more people there because I think Mm. that's what makes a good atmosphere and Mm. that's what we want to play in front of and I guess once we start getting some wins hopefully that helps and publicizes People wanting to come and watch us, but yeah, I like the arena and I think it's a good home base for us. Well, if no one, if people have nothing to do tomorrow night, even if you have something to do, cancel it and go and watch <laughs> the basketball instead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Southside Flyers tomorrow night taking on uh, our girls, the Adelaide Lightning at 6 p.m. The Adelaide 36ers Arena. Right, let's get into the nitty-gritty questions. Get Ooh. into the hard stuff. We've yeah. been nice enough. Right. All right, growing up right. and even now. Who wears the pants, mum or dad? I've got to know. I'm going to write my answer down here. I'm going to circle. There you go, Roach. I'm showing you. I know the answer here. I think think that was obvious. I don't know. Come on, be honest. They wear the the pants for different sorts of things. Like, yeah, I I can't say who would wear them. I think dad has the last say in 
some things, and then Mum has the last say in other things. So well, I'll tell you what, it's changed then. It's changed well, in, the, in the early days, right? Oh. In the courting days, yes. uh, Jenny was wearing the pants. Well, Mate, no doubt about let's that. Yeah. <laughs> twist this question, Isabel. If you had yeah. to lean on yeah. one parent oh, for that approach. moment yeah. where you just need the right answer, hear the right answer. Would you go to mum yeah. or would you go to dad? Oh, hard. They're probably listening. <laughs> again, again, if I'm being honest for different things, like I think it's um, different for everyone, but sometimes with girls, you just need to talk to your mum about life. Yeah. And yeah. I really value what she has to say. I'm not saying that dad doesn't, but sometimes you just need a girl-to-girl chat and that's what I love going to mum about. But then both of them, like on the sporting field, like I can go to them about anything like mm. They've experienced it. It's just, yeah, and they get a really good perspective on yeah, life great... away from basketball and how important that is. And, yeah, so. Yeah, that's a great blessing a you've got reasons. there. Great yeah, blessing yeah. from both of them. Yeah. yeah. Izzy, you are very, very lucky. Yes. Your parents are both beautiful humans. Hey, uh, it's early days in your career, but uh, everyone sets goals. What do you want to achieve? Um, I think the top of my, I don't know, goals would be to represent the Opals Mm. At an Olympic, the World Cup, wherever I can represent them. I think there's nothing like repre- representing your country. Um, I'd love to win a championship with Adelaide now. Like I know it's my only second season, and I think there's a process to go into winning one. But, I mean, it's my hometown. And then mm. wherever basketball takes me, whether that's the WNBA or Europe. So I've got a long time to try and achieve all of them. And, yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, you're only a pup. Oh, well, this season's well and truly alive. This is only game four, but yeah. it's an important game against Southside, as Roach mentioned. They're two and one, and you're one and two at the moment. So you're sitting in sixth place. They're sitting in third. You do need to start climbing that ladder. Yeah, I, I do think so as well. Like, if we start to get one or two wins over some of those top teams, I think that will give us a lot of confidence that we can compete with some of those top teams. Um, last year we didn't get a win until I think the fourth round so the fact that we've already got one on the board is really good for our confidence Um, but yeah I think we've lost a couple ones that we definitely should have won so hopefully like I've said before a full full four quarter effort will hopefully get us over the line Well Izzy before we let you go we'll talk about your brother James what about his first AFL game could you believe how the football just followed him absolutely everywhere he was knackered (laughs) Yeah well I was surprised too. I don't think I've actually seen him touch the ball that many times. So I think everyone was shocked because, oh, no. like, in the SNFL, he's just – I mean, the, I, defenders don't typically get the ball as often as, say, midfielders. So, yeah, I think we're all shocked but really happy for him to finally get an opportunity and the fact that we are all there and his family were able to watch him was really special. And James and the family is very confident that he will be uh, picked up again in the rookie draft. Well, not the rookie draft. He'll get – yeah, re yeah, Roach, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think so. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's the plan. I'm not, I haven't really spoken to him too much about it because, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty stressful environment and scenario to be in. But yep. from all of that, you know, I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, your mob port haven't helped. Why don't you drop off them? They could have tried to give him <laughs> yeah, a well, lifeline, hey? Yeah, I feel like you might have to talk to Dad about that. I can't influence <laughs> any of that. Excuse me, how was Port going to do this? Well, they could have jumped in and helped, Rooch. They could, they could <laughs> offer their, they could get up to pick fifty and take him. 
Well, that's to come next week. <laughs> it right. might happen, Kim. Well, you said it wasn't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, sorry. you heartbreaker. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Izzy, uh, lovely to talk to you. Say good day to your mum and dad from us. Uh, we wish you all the best tomorrow against the Southside Flies and continue your own good form. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, love having you on. Uh, Isabel Borlase, what a delightful young lady. IGA Supermarkets Reach, supporting women in sport for great saves and local phase. Visit your local or nearest IGA. As we say, you've got to bank those W's early. They yeah. do not want to slip down any further, as early as it is. Surprised when I went into the books to have a look at what the recent head-to-head had been like. When I saw three and eight, I thought, oh, this is a game where they do want to actually score back a bit of um, pride on... on a, you, you were surprised by that. I was surprised by the Sweet. research you did. Oh, I was very impressed off. by yeah. that. IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. On a Friday afternoon, big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, beautiful day outside, 21.6 degrees. Just a reminder, Hamish Ogilvie will be joining us at 4.30. Crows recruiting manager, lots of questions to ask him. The national draft gets underway on Monday, Roach. Big, big moment for a lot of young men. Yeah, especially the Adelaide Footy Club. They have picks 10, 14 and 24, I think. I'll check that before I talk to him. Uh, We've got a nearest the pin going for Sunday. Sunday's final in the World Cup. Pretty easy for a $50 IGA voucher. Who wins? How many runs does David Warner make? That's the tiebreaker question. Uh, Dom T from Paraka says, Boys, Australia will win and Warner will make 109. Good on you, Dommy. You're in the draw. Time to talk to one of our favourites. We like to suck up to everyone that come on for nothing, Roach. Uh, This man is the greatest race caller the world has ever seen. Matt Hill, he joins us now. Hello, Matthew. Matt. He's fallen <laughs> off his chair. The introduction, just a bit over the top. He's gone into cardiac arrest. He's on his way to And you're actually it. right. You can actually see these race callers now. It's not about just hearing them. They're all videotaped and doing live streams of their race calls Aren't as well. They? Yeah. All right, we're just Didn't you see Matt Hill's call during the carnival? Uh, no, maybe a little bit of a route. I'd, I'd rather watch the actual race. Than watching oh, someone talking. Well, uh, let's have a look. Benny trying to get him back. Um, nice padding, Rich. No. Just having a look for Benny. We got the thumbs up. Oh, Are you there, Matty? Hello, boys. How you doing? You got you the best. Good day, you got the best bloody well uh, introduction ever, and we lost you. Did you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I couldn't hear a thing. So can you repeat it? All right. No, no, I said time right. to talk. To, I said it's time to talk to one of our favourites. Anyone that does it gets on our show for nothing. Uh, we love dearly, and I said you're the world's greatest race caller. Hey, Matty. Oh no, I'm very happy with that. Beautiful. And talking about the world's greatest, we're about to lose one of the greatest tomorrow. Damien Oliver will hang up the whip. He's got seven rides in a 10-event program. Tell us a little bit about Damien Oliver. My last check was he had 129 Group 1s. He may have added to that. How good is he and where does he sit in the pecking order of the greatest ever Australian jockeys? Well, as you say, he's got the 129 Group 1s and he'll be trying to add to that over the next three or four weeks, his final Group 1 rides in Melbourne tomorrow, and then he'll head to Perth, where uh, he's obviously from, and uh, many know the uh, the Damien Oliver story, but 
you know, uh, we've seen him grow up uh, almost through the Melbourne Cup, haven't we? When he won uh, the Cup with Doremus and uh, he was the young surfer dude with the flowing locks and then we went through the sadness of him losing his, his brother the week before the media puzzle, Melbourne Cup, very emotional. And then his win on Fiorente, uh, giving Gay Waterhouse her first Melbourne Cup. So we've, we've seen Ollie evolve, particularly through the Cup with three wins, but he's, he's the most successful jockey at the Melbourne Cup Carnival ever. And, I mean, the names on that honour roll, uh, he, he's comprehensively beaten jockeys like Bill Williamson and, and Darby Munro. Um, so in the modern era... Uh, he has to be uh, listed as, as the greatest of all time. And, of course, you go back through the Australian jockeys of Scobie Breezley and those those uh, aforementioned uh, riders, and that's just a little sprinkling of, uh, of the riders he'd have to beat. But I think pound for pound, particularly in the modern era, he's the best we've seen. So if you did do your top five, and when I was a little boy, all I heard about was the professor, Roy Higgins. Um, where, where yeah. do, so you've got him at number one, Oliver. Who comes underneath him? Well, Roy would have to be uh, would have to be in there. Um, there's no doubt about that. He was a superstar, uh, Roy Higgins. Uh, where does he sit in the top five? Well, obviously, I didn't see these guys uh, right. I'm familiar with uh, Roy Higgins' uh, work, but look, if it's if it, the, the top five, and, and many would argue across the, the the bar of the water cooler, what order they are, but uh, you'd have to say it's it's, it's Oliver Higgins, Breezley. Munro, Williamson, uh, they'd be the five, I'd suggest. Uh, and then that's, uh, that's of course, not mentioning some, some great names like Ron Hutchison who went overseas and represented Australia and uh, some of our, our great riders nowadays. I mean, where, does, where will James McDonald sit? I know he's predominantly a, a Kiwi man, but we're going to claim him. Uh, when he finishes, where's he going to sit? Uh, but, uh, yeah, Oliver certainly rests in that top five, there's so, no doubt. So, Maddie, you've got no-one from the last 30 years then. So there's Damien Oliver and Daylight. Correct. Yeah, oh. Oh, I'd, I'd suggest wow. so. I'd suggest so. And, I mean, the thing about Damien Oliver, the punters love him because uh, it wouldn't matter if he was uh, riding in a Cox Plate or uh, in a maiden race at, uh, at Bansdale. He's, uh, he's there in the trenches for you. The, the punters love him, and uh, he... He's been a, just a, the longevity of Damien Oliver is something to behold. Um, and just to do what he's done uh, over the, the last uh, 35 years, uh, no doubt I think he, he's the best. I mean, you'll, you'll throw names around. There's the Glenn Bosses and the Jim Cassidy's, etc. But pure, pure stats uh, suggest that Damien Oliver's been the best. Well, we're hey, going to put up our own John Letts. Mm. Shame on you, man. Johnny Letts. Yeah, well, of course, Johnny Letts was that. Johnny Letts was. Uh, well, I mentioned that uh, that famous Melbourne Cup with Doremus. Of course, he was the one that interviewed uh, Damien Oliver after the race mm. when uh, Oliver uh, beautifully said, "I've just won the Melbourne Cup." Mm. That was a part of, uh, of course, TV folklore. Yep, and he was on that magnificent animal called Banjo. So let's just get total clarity on this. This is his <laughs> last ride in Melbourne. Then he rides in the Perth Carnival, and then that's it. Yeah, so his swan song will be in uh, in Western Australia, uh, but his final Melbourne Group 1 rides are tomorrow in the Thousand Guineas uh, and also the Rupert Clark. And I must say, in the Rupert Clark, he's got an out-and-out chance uh, with Valana. He rode Valana in the Damien Oliver, the race named in his honour, Melbourne Cup Carnival. And, uh, well, there was certainly... Uh, they didn't uh, hand it on a platter to uh, Ollie. They made him sit four wide the entire trip. He's not going to be sitting four wide tomorrow because he's drawn barrier one. Mm. Very competitive race, but uh, I wouldn't be 
surprised if Alana got in. And he's riding the second favourite in the last race. You mentioned the seven rides at mm. Caulfield. He's riding a horse called Queen of the Ball, who's going to be hard to beat as well. She gets back and runs on, but uh, I could see uh, a very big celebration if Queen of the Ball was able to get up with the Oliver in the last ride in Melbourne. And it doesn't matter if you're three out and three back at Caulfield, so that could be a great way to end the career. Uh, it doesn't take a ride till race four. He's on a 15-to-1 pop. Then in race five, he's on a 30-to-1 pop. He gets a real chance riding the favourite in race six, Arkansas Kid. Mm, yes, yeah, so Arkansas Kid is a real talent. Arguably should have won the Blue Diamond uh, last year. Was was luckless and chased uh, little bros. Has had a few little issues along the way, but has been racing uh, really well. And again, drawn to effect at 1,400 metres uh, around uh, Caulfield, which, which certainly helps. So I think Arkansas Kid on class is uh, going to be hard to beat uh, in the famous Rupert Lee uh, Silks. As far as other chances Ollie's got, so Arkansas Kid is certainly uh, one of his better rides. He's got Vibrant Sun in the Thousand Guineas, which is an outsider. That would be hard to see Vibrant Sun winning. Mm. And then later in the day, he rides Braden Star in the Country Cup. Braden Star's probably the best horse in that race. It's a race for horses that have qualified through the Country Cups, and Braden Star's been mixing it with, with some very nice horses and has a terrific draw. So it might be the latter part of the day where uh, Ollie uh, really starts to punch them home, and it'll be a magnificent celebration. The Melbourne Racing Club have uh, got a ceremony for Damien at the end of the proceedings and uh, it was great to have uh, the, the picture taken before the Melbourne Cup this year it was a little bit like the grand final footballers with all the jockeys surrounding Ollie he's got great respect amongst his peers and uh, so it'll be an emotional day for him tomorrow Yeah, racing will not be the same without him he's been an absolute uh, beauty and so have you Matt, we really appreciate you jumping on uh, throughout the year and especially the last month during the spring carnival we go on holidays after next week so if we don't speak to you again oh, we, we, yeah, I know, we're, we're more excited than you um, we really, really, really appreciate your time. You've tipped Thanks, us a number of winners. If you were to have one bet tomorrow, we all need a bit of money with Christmas around the corner. What would it be? One bet tomorrow. Yep. I think one. I think you should be backing Jambalaya tonight in the first at Mooney Valley. Oh, oh hello. With that, with uh, with Jamie Carr aboard, and I reckon race five, number five, Barber at Caulfield tomorrow. Race five, number five, Barber, a James Cummings horse, and Jamie Carr again, who's just starting to strike a bit of form. Hey, good on you, Matty. Good calling tonight and tomorrow. We really appreciate everything you've done for us. Have a wonderful Christmas. So, yeah, you too, guys. Enjoy your holidays. Thanks, Behave Matt. yourselves, and no, we'll talk no. to you in 2024. <laughs> we never do that. We never do that. <laughs> good on you, Matty. Thanks, Matt. Be a boy. Yes, Kim, now, if you're yes. taking out a bit of the hard-earned over the weekend. Here we go, the killjoy. Well, no, I, I know you've you. got responsibility. Wet blanket. Yes, yes. No, you've got responsibility. Yes. So you gonna need to ask this. What's yep. gambling really costing exactly. you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Loving your work there, Roots, and Matty Hills as well. We'll go to the news. Then after the news, uh, we are going to hear from Matthew Clark. There's a big final coming up on mm. Saturday night at the parade route between Norwood and the Adelaide Crows. Norwood? You got him in the AFL at, at, W at Norwood. Oh, I don't know what I was bloody saying there. I wish I was on holidays now. Sydney Rich. and the Crows. All right then, you know what I meant. <laughs>
SA, beautiful day outside, 21.6 degrees. Just a reminder, Hamish Ogilvie will be joining us at 4.30. Crows recruiting manager, lots of questions to ask him. The national draft gets underway on Monday, Roach. Big, big moment for a lot of young men. Yeah, especially the Adelaide Footy Club. They have picks 10, 14 and 24, I think. I'll check that before I talk to him. Uh, we've got a nearest the pin going for Sunday's final in the World Cup. Pretty easy for a $50 IGA voucher. Who wins? How many runs does David Warner make? That's the tiebreaker question. Uh, Dom T from Paraka says, Boys, Australia will win and Warner will make 109. Good Ooh. on you, Dommy. You're in the draw. Time to talk to one of our favourites. We like to suck up to everyone that come on for nothing, Roach. Uh, this man is the greatest race caller the world has ever seen. Matt Hill, he joins us now. Hello, Matthew. Matt. He's <laughs> fallen off his chair. The introduction, just a bit over the top. Going into cardiac arrest. He's on his way to And you're actually there. right. You can actually see these race callers now. It's not about just hearing them. They're all videotaped and doing live streams of their race calls Lovely. as well. Yeah. All right. We're just Didn't you see Matt them. Hill's call during the carnival? Uh, no, maybe a little bit of it, Rich. I'd, I'd rather watch the actual race than watching oh, someone talking. Well, <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Benny trying to get him back. Um, nice padding, Rich. No. Just having a look for Benny. We got the thumbs up. Oh, Are you there, Matty? Hello, boys. How you doing? You got you the best. Good to hear you voices. Got the best bloody well um, introduction ever, and we lost you. Did you hear? It? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I couldn't hear a thing. So can you repeat it? All right. No. I said time to talk. To, I said it's time to talk to one of our favourites. Anyone that does it gets on our show for nothing. Uh, we love dearly, and I said you're the world's greatest race caller. Hey, Matty. Oh no, I'm very happy with that. Beautiful. And talking about the world's greatest, we're about to lose one of the greatest tomorrow. Damien Oliver will hang up the whip. He's got seven rides in a 10-event program. Tell us a little bit about Damien Oliver. My last check was he had 129 Group 1s. He may have added to that. How good is he and where does he sit in the pecking order of the greatest ever Australian jockeys? Well, as you say, he's got the 129 Group 1s and he'll be trying to add to that over the next three or four weeks, his final Group 1 rides in Melbourne tomorrow, and then he'll head to Perth, where uh, he's obviously from, and oh. uh, many know the uh, the Damien Oliver story, but, you know, uh, we've seen him grow up uh, almost through the Melbourne Cup, haven't we, when he won uh, the Cup with Doremus, and uh, he was the young surfer dude with the flowing locks, and then we went through the sadness of him losing his, his brother the week before the media puzzle, Melbourne Cup, very emotional, and then his win on Fiorente, uh, giving Gay Waterhouse her first Melbourne Cup. So we've, we've seen Ollie evolve, particularly through the Cup with three wins, but he's, he's the most successful jockey at the Melbourne Cup Carnival ever. And, I mean, the names on that honour roll, uh, he, he's comprehensively beaten jockeys like Bill Williamson and, and Darby Munro. Um, so in the modern era... Uh, he has to be uh, listed as, as the greatest of all time. And, of course, you go back through the Australian jockeys of Scobie Breezley and those, those uh, aforementioned uh, riders, and that's just a little sprinkling of, uh, of the riders he'd have to beat. But I think pound for pound, particularly in the modern era, he's the best we've seen. So if you did do your top five, and when I was a little boy, all I heard about was the professor, Roy Higgins. Um, where, where yeah. do, so you've got him at number one, Oliver. Who comes underneath him? 
Well, Roy would have to be uh, would have to be in there. Um, there's no doubt about that. He was a superstar, uh, Roy Higgins. Uh, where does he sit in the top five? Well, obviously, I didn't see these guys uh, right. I'm familiar with uh, Roy Higgins' uh, work, but look, if it's if it, the, the top five, and, and many would argue across the, the the bar of the water cooler what order they are, but uh, you'd have to say it's 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 Oliver Higgins, Breezley. Munro, Williamson, uh, they'd be the five, I'd suggest. Uh, and then that's, uh, that's of course, not mentioning some, some great names like Ron Hutchison, who went overseas and represented Australia and uh, some of our, our great riders nowadays. I mean, where, does, where will James McDonald sit? I know he's uh, predominantly a, a Kiwi man, but we're going to claim him. Uh, when he finishes, where's he going to sit? Uh, but, uh, yeah, Oliver certainly rests in that top five, there's so, no doubt. So, Matty, you've got no one from the last 30 years then. So there's Damien Oliver and Daylight. Correct. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd suggest wow. so. I'd suggest so. And, I mean, the thing about Damien Oliver, well, the punters love him because uh, it wouldn't matter if he was uh, riding in a Cox Plate or uh, in a maiden race at, uh, at Bansdale. He's, uh, he's there in the trenches for you. The, the punters love him. And uh, he, he's been a, just a, the longevity of Damien Oliver is something to behold. Um, and just to do what he's done... Uh, over the, the last uh, 35 years, uh, no doubt I think he, he's the best. I mean, you'll, you'll throw names around. There's the Glenn Bosses and the Jim Cassidy's, etc. But pure, pure stats uh, suggest that Damien Oliver's been the best. Well, we're hey, going to put up our own John Letts. Mm. Shame on you, Johnny Letts. Yeah, well, of course, Johnny Letts was that. Johnny Letts was. Uh, well, I mentioned that uh, that famous Melbourne Cup with Doremus. Of course, he was the one that interviewed uh, Damien Oliver after the race mm. when uh, Oliver uh, beautifully said, "I've just won the Melbourne Cup." Mm. That was a part of, uh, of course, TV folklore. Yep, and he was on that magnificent animal called Banjo. So let's just get total clarity on this. This is his <laughs> last ride in Melbourne. Then he rides in the Perth Carnival, and then that's it. Yeah, so his swan song will be in uh, in Western Australia, uh, but his final Melbourne Group 1 rides are tomorrow in the Thousand Guineas uh, and also the Rupert Clark. And I must say, in the Rupert Clark, he's got an out-and-out chance uh, with Valana. He rode Valana in the Damien Oliver, the race named in his honour, Melbourne Cup Carnival. And, uh, well, there was certainly... Uh, they didn't uh, hand it on a platter to uh, Ollie. They made him sit four wide the entire trip. He's not going to be sitting four wide tomorrow because he's drawn barrier one. Mm. Very competitive race, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Valana got in. And he's riding the second favourite in the last race. You mentioned the seven rides at mm. Caulfield. He's riding a horse called Queen of the Ball, who's going to be hard to beat as well. She gets back and runs on, but uh, I could see uh, a very big celebration if Queen of the Ball was able to get up with Dee Oliver in the last ride in Melbourne. And it doesn't matter if you're three out and three back at Caulfield, so that could be a great way to end the career. Uh, it doesn't take a ride till race four. He's on a 15-to-1 pop. Then in race five, he's on a 30-to-1 pop. He gets a real chance riding the favourite in race six, Arkansas Kid. Mm, yes, so Arkansas Kid is a real talent. Arguably should have won the Blue Diamond uh, last year. Was was luckless and chased uh, little bros. Has had a few little issues along the way, but has been racing uh, really well. And again, drawn to effect at 1,400 metres uh, around uh, Caulfield, which, which certainly helps. So I think Arkansas Kid on class is uh, going to be hard to beat uh, in the famous Rupert Lee uh, Silks. As far as other chances Ollie's got, so Arkansas Kid is certainly uh, one of the 
his better ride. He's got Vibrant Sun in the Thousand Guineas, which is an outsider that would be hard to see Vibrant Sun winning. Mm. And then later in the day, he rides Braden Star in the Country Cup. Braden Star's probably the best horse in that race. It's a race for horses that have qualified through the Country Cups, and Braden Star's been mixing it with some very nice horses and has a terrific draw. So it might be the latter part of the day where Ollie really starts to punch them home, and it'll be a magnificent celebration. The Melbourne Racing Club have uh, got a ceremony for Damien at the end of uh, proceedings, and uh, it was great to have uh, the, the picture taken before the Melbourne Cup this year. It was a little bit like the grand final footballers with all the jockeys surrounding Ollie. He's got great respect amongst his peers, and uh, so it'll be an emotional day for him tomorrow. Yeah, racing will not be the same without him. He's been an absolute uh, beauty. And so have you, Matt. We really appreciate you jumping on uh, throughout the year, and especially the last month during the Spring Carnival. We go on holidays after next week, so if we don't speak to you again... Oh, we, we, yeah, I know. We're, we're more excited than you. Um, we really, really, really appreciate your time. You've tipped Thanks, us a Matt. number of winners. If you were to have one bet tomorrow, we all need a bit of money with Christmas around the corner, what would it be? One bet tomorrow. Yep. I think one. I think you should be backing Jambalaya tonight in the first at Mooney Valley. Oh, oh hello. With that, with uh, ja- with Jamie Carr aboard, and I reckon uh, race five, number five, Barber at Caulfield tomorrow. Race five, number five, Barber, a James Cummings horse, and Jamie Carr again, who's just starting to strike a bit of form. Hey, good on you, Matty. Good calling tonight and tomorrow. We really appreciate everything you've done for us. Have a wonderful Christmas. So, yeah, you too, guys. Enjoy your holidays. That's behave right. yourselves, and no, we'll talk no. to you in 2024. <laughs> we never do that. We never behave. <laughs> good on you, Matty. Thanks, Matt. Be a boy. Yes, Kim, now, if you're yes. taking out a bit of the hard-earned over uh, the weekend. Here we go, the killjoy. Well, no, I no, must no, you've got responsibility. Wet blanket. Yes, yes. No, you've got responsibility. Yes. So you don't need to ask this. What's yep. gambling really costing exactly. you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Loving your work there, Roots, and Matty Hills as well. We'll go to the news. Then after the news, uh, we are going to hear from Matthew Clark. There's a big final coming up on Saturday mm. night at the parade route between Norwood and the Adelaide Crows. Norwood? You got him in the AFL at, at, W at Norwood. Oh, I don't know what I was bloody saying there. I wish I was on holidays now. Sydney Rich. and the Crows. All right, then you know what I meant. Malls <laughs> and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Past four, just repeating, Matt Hill's uh, best bet of the whole weekend tonight at Mooney Valley, Jumbalaya in race one. Interesting. That'll shorten. Uh, a lot of texts coming through, Roochie Rooch. Uh, do you want me to go through a few? Or would you like an update from the Wacker? If it's say good, no, if it's say no. Oh, say bad, no. Bad news. Oh, WA has begun the chase of the 200 runs that they need. Mm. No wicket for 27. All right, solid. Yes. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Well, I was just point. I hope there'd be an early breakthrough. Why are you trying to be all toffee, Rooch? Well, I was hoping for an early breakthrough at oh, the yeah. Wacker. Well, I think there's something happening with your teeth lately. <laughs> uh, here's a text. Well done to Damien Oliver. Apart from when you turned up to the Warrnambool races drunk, uh, your career has been something to behold. I remember that many, many years ago. I think you may have been riding over the limit. <laughs> Had a bit of a night <laughs> during the Warrnambool oh. Carnival. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Darren Beedman, you big clown? Oh, Mario, be respectful. 
Uh, Beeman, very good jockey. Another one here. What about Handbrake Harry? And that was Harry White. <laughs> um, Rucci, I wish you weren't videotaped, you goat herder from the Alps. That's Ethel from Ethel. Rich, you do need a trim with the moustache and your hair. You've got hair going, bum fluff going all down your back of your neck. Come on. We're not going to get you married looking like a ruffian. Oh, hello. Hello, Ethel. <laughs> you are keen on Ethel, aren't you? Hey, what's, what's 34 years, Rooch? No. Nothing to do no, with anything. Nothing. Look at Cornsy. Hey! Wow! I can't oh. talk. I can't talk. Um, here's a, we got nearest the pin. Uh, g'day, Graham. <laughs> He'll punch me again when he sees me. India to win. Warner to get 17. The Gold Coast Crow. Could happen. Oh, well, <laughs> look at you, you cricket guru. Anything could happen. India to win. Warner, seven runs from Dracos. Mm. What's going on, Rooch? Um... Hi, guys. Love you on Radio Kim. Oh, oh, thank you. Just pre- I thought there might have been a train coming. Um, I'm tipping Brisbane, Port Grand Final next year. Heard the Bulldogs will be back as Footscray in 2025. Oh, boys, there enough's we enough. Go. It's Sue. not happening. It says when Witten Oval is ready for an AFL game again. From Sue. It's not Sue. Well, it's one of the boys. They yeah. wouldn't be saying they love them. And oh, well, I suppose they could. They should be enjoying the refurbishments. That are going on at the Royal. All right. A lot of money. The Royal being, Hotel. Yep, down a there. lot of money being spent. Well, there. thank you, Sue, for your kind words anyway. Uh, India to win, Warner to make 31. That's Ganguly from Glenelg. That's Chopsy. I know your number, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> oh, hello. Hello, what? Rumbling's at the late 36ers. Oh, That's from Ange. I don't know if it's too well, Ange, or Ange from Croydon. Mm. Oh, we're not Rumbling's. But we'd it? over all that. We don't want to promote all that stuff, but do we? We got Rich? over that bridge. All right, the coach is gone. No, we were over that. Bridge. No, we won't. Rucci, the only way Indy can lose is if you put a coffee on them, you gilded Grinch. Oh, there we go. That said, we love, I'm sure. Mm. Um, what are you at with coffees? Uh, you paid three off, didn't you? Down to thirteen. Mm. But if James Borlay stays at Adelaide, it's back to fourteen. Mm. India to happens. win. India to win. Warner, six runs only. That's Arthur in Harndorf. All right. Another one here. Who's this? This is from Arthur as well. If Michelangelo is looking for something to do Sunday night and earn a few dollars, well, yes, he please. loves oh, money. Oh, yes, please. He could drive an Uber because I don't like my chances of getting a taxi or Uber on Sunday after 7 p.m. Big events in Adelaide now, aren't there? Well, this weekend. That's the next weekend. Next week, the weekend this after. weekend? What's happening this week? Well, the cricket's on Sunday. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Oh, I know what he's bit, doing. Oh, that's right, harsh. Yeah, well. Okay, we're with you. We finally had the penny drop. Yeah. Uh, Roach, Matthew Clark did well, a press Where does he want to go? I'll, I'll take his booking now. Uh, well, look, uh, give your number out over the <laughs> airways, Roach. Where, where's your number? You want me to give you a number? Yeah, out? it is 0427 Any booking Sunday night, just let me know where you want to start and where you want to finish the journey, and I'll send you a price. It's probably the funniest thing you've ever done. That's our work <laughs> number here, text number. Uh, Matthew yeah. Clark did a press conference. Of course, tomorrow, Roach, at 7.15 at the parade, they take on Sydney. This will not be a walk in the no, past. It won't. Park. Uh, here's Clarkie talking about Jess Waterhouse. Jess Waterhouse coming in, and Najwa Allen, of course, was suspended for three weeks. They brought her straight back in the side. Now they've dropped her. Mm. Yeah, so Jess Waterhouse coming to the team. Um, yeah, as you pointed out, she was probably unlucky not to play last week. Um, and yeah, and obviously Naj missing out is is unlucky to not be playing. So she's had a really 
tough season in terms of some injury early in the year and then the suspension. So uh, it, the ma it's kind of a match-up, that one. Um, ultimately, you know, Sydney's threat is probably more ground level and Naj can play definitely small. Uh, but she's probably you know, better suited to playing on the tools as well. So, uh, yeah, ultimately she's very unlucky, but hopefully we can, we can win this week and give, us, give her an, another opportunity down the track. The downside of being a coach, Roach, having to break people's hearts at this time of the year. When yeah, finals are on. So many into the lineup, and that's why I keep saying, Kim, that when the premiership medals are put on the table, they should be for every member of the squad who played that year. Every oh, right, there you go. Who squad. played that? Well, no, what the no, squad. no, you've changed that now. Well, they're part of it. They play. They play either in the no, races. Or what, if, what if they didn't get a game all year? Part of the squad. Part of the team. Part uh, of the whole organisation. Uh, every give part. Him, uh, give them a silver medal. You can't be getting a medal if you didn't get a game all year, Rooch. Part of it. No, see, that's... That's what see, Club First is all about. No, no, you're one of these people now when the, the kids go out to school and they go on a race, but they don't have first, second, third, fourth, fifth or anything. Well done, you finished. No, it's totally No, different. you've turned into a happy clapper, Rooch. No. Holy <laughs> crap. There you go, there you go. For one game event. No. We oh, disagree there. Okay. Uh, let's have a listen to Clarkie talking about playing Sydney for the first time in a final. Yeah, welcome to the AFLW. That's, uh, there's some interesting things happened and, yeah, we've never played them before. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, I've obviously become pretty familiar with their work over the last, particularly the last month, their footy's been outstanding. So they've, uh, they've really surged towards the end of the season and uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a good matchup. And mm. one more from Clarkie before we jump, jump into the break. Uh, he obviously watched the game against Sydney in the Gold Coast and, gee, it was a pressure game. Here he is talking about Sydney's pressure. Over the last fortnight, their their pressure is really elevated. So they've you know they laid a record number of tackles last weekend, and but they also offensively they're they're quite strong. They move the ball to the outside of the contest really quickly, uh, and obviously you know Malloy's a threat down forward. Uh, they lost one of their key targets last weekend through injuries, which is you know to our advantage. Obviously disappointment, but um, no, they're just playing a really nice balanced style of footy, based mainly off pressure and then some spread. It's going to be a cracking game, Roach. They need to win this one, then they'll take on the Kangaroos if they can beat the Kangaroos. And if Brisbane, Melbourne can beat Brisbane, I got that right, didn't I? Then Adelaide could get a home Yeah, a lot of finals. ifs. A lot yeah. of ifs in that equation. Right. Mm. Um, tough, tough ride now. Before we go to a break, Roach, a couple of texts. This is from Fabio. Roachy, you circus clown. Australia can't win the finals with Labashane in the side. I didn't hear you say that they had I'd, to play. I'm not a selector. No. <laughs> Would you have them in the side? Can I say they went... Bowl, that bowling we, attack of India does bring up some complexities, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we both wanted Stoinis in the side last night. They mm. went with Labashane. It was tailor-made for Labashane. All he needed to do was hold down his end, and uh, he goes out playing a reverse sweep. So, hmm. Interesting. Uh, but we'll hear from Timmy Payne as well a little bit later, former Australian captain. He thinks they'll stick with Labashane. Just quickly, Mr. Hi, guys. Mr. Jeff here. Australia to win. Warner to make 87 runs. You're in the draw for the $50 IJ voucher. Here's another one. Australia to win. Warner 52. That's from Noel. All right, Roach, we'll go to a break. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson. Tomorrow's SUV. What do people need to do? What do they need to do? Yeah. Get to their Hyundai dealers as soon as... Read the credit. <laughs> Book oh, a test drive. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on to the next page already. Oh, oh. 
Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 4.19, a beautiful Friday afternoon. And it's even better when you have a Brasilia coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. A few texts coming through, Rich. Well, a lot of texts coming through. This one says, and the talk of Stoinis in for Marnus is crazy. Stoinis offers nothing with the ball and Marnus is a better batsman. Marsh didn't even bowl last night. Uh, no name on that one. Uh, well, look, I would probably go Stoinis. When he goes crazy, he goes crazy. Here's another one. Carey needs to come in for Inglis. Inglis hasn't done Inglis has done nothing with the bat that Carey couldn't do, and Carey's a batter gloveman. Mm, but Carey's been out for a while now. I don't think that's going to happen. And then someone having a crack at nearest the pin. India to win twenty-two for Warner. If you want to okay. participate, pretty simple. Fifty dollar IGA voucher. Who wins the final? Australia or India? How many runs, Davy Warner? Roach, let's just change direction briefly. Uh, Travis Old, uh, who replaced him as the AFL Head of Broadcast and Operations? Josh Bowler. Josh? Bowler. Bowler? Bowler. That's not his name, Roach. Bowler. B-O-W-L-E-R. To be Josh Bowler. Not necessarily. Could be Bowler. I think you have a choice. Would you rather be Bowler or be named after a daily action? Well, that's ringing. That's ringing. (laughs) That one went over your head, Roach, didn't it? That's ringing. Anyway, no, we're not going to ring him because he's spoken about whether there'll be more Thursday night games at the back end of the season. Yeah, so this year we've gone from uh, generally we do a block of five or six Thursday nights to 14. And so that's just going to be a really good test for us to see... um, what, what it means for the clubs, what it means for the quality of matchups, and, and we'll continue to, to assess that. Um, I think it's a, a bit of a watch and wait. Um, de- definitely going into 2012, 2025, we'll have 15 off the top at least. Yep. Um, but I think this year is a bit of a let's see how the 14 play out. And, and That's mm. just Bowler, Rich. Bowler, is it? Well, well I'm just. Oh, could be Bowler. I tell <laughs> you what, I'll promise you one thing. There was no way they were going to do it in late July, early August. No, and nor should against they. the Olympics of Paris. Well, that and not only that, Roach, the weather's not great. It's well, they've got the an indoor stadium in Melbourne. Well, we talked about that last year, and they're playing the games at the MCG. I know. Absolute lunacy. Hey, bit of breaking news in the AFLW. And I don't have it on my screen. Kim. Oh, you have them. Well, no, I because can... we've got the cricket score. Have we? Oh, Beck. What's got the cricket? Out. It is on the screen, then, is it? Well, no. I've... <laughs> Mines is giving me because he had the shield score on as well. Oh, did he? Okay. Gosh, Beck Goddard's retired from coaching. The original inaugural coach at Adelaide, premiership coach, went to Hawthorne, now gone. That's yeah, we'll, we'll find out the reason. We'll try and get Beck on next week then. Yeah. All right, we need to jump into a uh, break, Roochie Rooch. Um, we've got a call uh, from Josh Bowler. He said, never call him Josh Bowler again, Rooch. And I can understand those sentiments. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 4.27, Friday afternoon, 22.7 degrees. It's nearly Christmas. Could the world be any better? What a stupid thing to say. The world's a mess. Uh, Roach, we have had confirmation, though. You're a mess, too. What happens in your head sometimes? It's Josh Bowler. How you ever got Bowler out of that? 
B-O-W-L-E-R. Anyway, definitely Josh Bowler for future reference. Thanks, Kim. Oh, I appreciate With it. With a Y. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and only one I in Dylan as well. Uh, the amount of people that do Dillion. Uh, Stop that. Um, where were we going, Rich? Oh, Graham Arnold well, broke, broke the Socceroos coaching did record he? last night. Did he? 50-year anniversary of the Socceroos' first World Cup. Let's hear from him. That was brilliant. Um, well done by FA bringing them down, you know, the 50-year anniversary. And <clears throat> there was a number of people in that in that group that have been, you know, my coaches when I played and, uh, you know, I stay in contact with today. Um, but, yeah, they... Uh, it was great to see them, you know, on the field. And, and I think that, again, the boys, it just gave that boys that little bit more of inspiration. We've had a week of corrections, haven't we? Where, well, you know, the it. AFL put up on their website a story about how the AFL fin- AFLW finals would play out. Yeah, they sucked me. Then out. that had to be pulled down. Mm-hmm. So when you said, well, here it is, Graham Arnold's record, who's he overtaken? Well, I went to have a look. Frank Farina. Well, I thought it was Frank Farina. Yeah, and yeah. it is Frank Farina. But on the Soccer Australia records, he's actually managed Australia 60 times. And how many has Graham Arnold? That was his 59th. Was it? Yeah. Are you but sure? every, every story is going that Frank had 50. Well, I just had a look at Soccer Australia's record books. Frank's got 60. So we'll, we'll, really. We'll get clarification of that. There's next a mess week on then. that record. Well, there's then been too. stories on it everywhere, hasn't there? Well, I've just had a look. It's got here, Frank Farina, 60 Maybe that's wrong. What? Well, I can only read what Soccer Australia's got on their historical site. You're, you're exasperated, Rich. I, I'm not <laughs> responsible for it. There's a song about that. Uh, a lot of people getting involved in Nearest the Pin, and one of our regulars, Linny Lou. I Hello, Linny. Linny. Lou. You might hate that, Linny Lou. I don't know if you do. I call her Linny Lou. Hello, Lynn. Uh, <laughs> India to win, Warner to make 29. Alrighty, we got uh, 30 seconds to go. Uh, beautifully done, Linesy, with that hand signal. And if Frank, are you listening? Tell us how many internationals you manage for Australia as well. All right, confusion uh, on that now. Hi, Kimba on the route. India to win, and David wanted to make a duck. Jack, oh. Jack in the Uber. Good on you, Jack. Hey, we'll be back with Hamish Ogilvy next. If you have a question for him, send it through via text. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roof. Almost done for another day. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Beautiful day outside. Currently 23.5 degrees. And we're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Well, our next guest is the Crows National Recruiting Manager. He's a good man. He's got a busy day on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. Hamish Ogilvy joins us now. G'day, Hame. Hello, Kim. Michelangelo, how are you? Good, Good. thank you, Great Hamish. to have you on. Have we got some questions for you? Oh. <laughs> you got a crystal ball first Good up. Forward to it. Have you got the crystal ball all clearly primed and ready to go? I wish I did, Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. I did used to like it in the old days when we lined up thirty players and just ticked them off. It's yeah. a bit more complicated these yeah. days. Is it too compromised now? The whole draft process. Uh, well, 
the academy bids and the NGAs, that, they don't complicate it much more. I mean, good on Gold Coast. They've done a great job with their yep. academy boys. Hopefully we can do the same with our NGAs and father-sons in the future. Yep. Yep. All righty. We've been getting a lot of correspondence and texts coming through. Another one's come through just as I speak. Um, Adelaide had picks 10, 14 and 20. I appreciate some of these things you won't be able to answer. But it is a huge day for every club and all these youngsters. But it's just not Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, isn't it? Is it? There's years of research goes into these decisions that you make next week. Yeah, and it's the excitement of, of the boys getting picked on probably for us on Tuesday. I guess there's a slight chance we might go into... Uh, sorry, for us Monday, slight chance we might go into Tuesday and then probably nothing other than our own players on the Wednesday coming back in. But the, the real excitement comes when you get to see the the boys at the club and the new players get to meet them, but it's about 10 years, not 10 minutes. So we, mm. need, we all need to remember that and remain patient. So Hamish picks 10, 14 and 20. I appreciate you can't show your hand, but everyone's suggesting that Adelaide will try and go up the order. Is that a realistic option or something you'd like to do? Yeah, if you had asked me yesterday, I thought we were getting close to set. And then uh, the phone rang in the afternoon and it's Rudy's phone's been ringing all morning and there's probably the possibility of that now. So um, don't know if it's definite, but we've fielded some calls. So we reconvened today and prepared some more scenarios um, to go up with the odd pick and perhaps go back a little bit as well. So there's more going on than I, I anticipated. Um, so there is the chance for some movement and... Kim, that makes it really hard to lock mm. into certain players. Like we were probably set on about eight players that we were working on. Um, you know, we'd done the work on guys through the middle of the draft in case we had to go back. Uh, so some of that might become a bit more real, but it's all going to be on the clock. The scenarios are a club will ring. If our player's there or if our player's gone, would you do X, Y and Z? So I, I think Reedy's had three or four of those phone calls today. So it's not just going up. Uh, it's its future and the possibility to slide back a bit more and see what we can gain. But we're in a good position either way. Mm. I and mean, People are coming to us because we've got 10, um, 14, which the guys did a great job of trading with Gold Coast, and 20. So we're in a good position. So that allows us to explore those options. Hamish, we know that you have plans uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, probably. Uh, you've been doing it a long time. What what has been the more, one of the more dramatic scenarios you've encountered where you wanted a player, say you had pick whatever, hypothetically, you had picked 12 and then all of a sudden the player you wanted, he goes and the other one went before and you take us through what it's like when you're under the yeah, clock doing there, that. Yeah, there's always one or two. I mean, the longer you do it, you understand that someone's going to get picked before you and there's a chance that you're probably going to like that player. I love little Arthur Jones from the Bulldogs and yes. he got picked one, one spot before us. He was a bit of a favourite. Um, in the Ned McHenry, McHenry draft, there was heaps going on and um, I had Ned highlighted. He was always one that we were really keen on, and I lost my way with the order a little bit as the trades were going down. And I had to get an elbow in the ribs from one of the other guys to <laughs> make sure I'd, I'd, I'd put the highlighter through the right players. So I could see him slipping off the board, and I thought we were going to miss him. Um, it, it was much more straightforward in the older days. In the old days, you'd have your order, and then three or four scenarios off to the side. If we pick X and Y, we'll do this with our next pick. So. I guess the fact that we've got three mm. picks in uh, up pretty high in the draft allows us to probably bounce off uh, the draft with our with our third pick. But mm. we're not going to be beholden to needs, or there's there's a good mix of player types in there. So we'll, we'll pretty much take the best available and and uh, have a look at where we're at with the third pick. The, 
that's the key question, Amy. So Adelaide has been in a very, very strategic rebuild. It has been very patient and it's been very much sticking to plan. That was the question I had in mind. When you're looking at best available player or most pressing need, where's Adelaide at at the moment? I think given our three picks are in a good position, Michelangelo, we, we keep pushing on with that. I mean, we're not, we're not finished yet. You're right, it has been strategic. Uh, I think this is probably you know the last draft where we for a while where we might bring in three players. I mean, there's a world where we only bring in two in this draft, and then I think we we try and get a bit more active in free agency and trading. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that we've got the picks in a good position allows us to to have a look at that, um, and and we'll go best available. You just can't have enough talent on your list. You can't have too yeah. many good players, um, and we're open to tight because we can still take um, different types onto our list that we'll add. So if it's your pick next and you rate two players equally and one's a tall and one's a mid, which way are you going to go? Oh, in that case, other than perhaps the third pick, Kim, I'll just stick to the talent order. If we're not going to do a trade, we just take the player in order. Um, but after we've had our first two, if, if you know we've, we've gone two mids, for example, yep. well, then we probably would look at a different type with the third pick. And the fact that we've got three picks in a good spot allows us to probably do that. Now, I know this is awkward. Um, what about Taylor Goad? Everyone knows that Adelaide uh, needs an, another Ruckman. Well, not if you ask uh, Kieran Strawn or Riley O'Brien. They'd probably say we don't need one. <laughs> yeah, Kieran uh, would probably really say well I need another that. club because he can't get a crack at it. Um, and, and we have got big Riley there who can do mm. a bit of both. So we're in a good position with the Rucks. Uh, he's done a great job, Taylor. Come in really first year in the pathway and um, and done really well. Yep, he's raw and he's 207 and he's got a lot of work to do, but credit to Dean Brogan, who's done a great amount of work with him and really helped develop his footy pretty quick. So he's going to get picked somewhere. We'll see what happens. Well, that's an interesting answer. So you're saying that you're set for rucks now, but obviously he wouldn't be ready. They're always a long-term mm. prospect. He wouldn't be ready for another three years probably. No, he wouldn't. He's probably uh, he's only really had one one year in the pathway. But who knows? No expectations, no limitations. We'll see what happens. Hamish, you talk about you're really well placed for draft picks this year. You've got a plan so many years in advance, and you've got those father son options that are coming up. And we know the Welsh one is a big one that everyone keeps mentioning. How are you fielding that debate about what you can get today and what you've got to hang on to tomorrow, particularly with draft picks? Yeah, we've got a bit there for next year already, and. There's always the following year, so 2025, you yeah. can always bring those picks in to try and gather some extra stock. Uh, it's a year out um, with Tyler. Look, he, he's done really well. He needs to improve his consistency, but mm. he's in working hard. We're going to have him for probably a third of the time, and the other two-thirds will be with the South Australian Academy. So that's a good fit for him. It gives him a chance to really improve and work on his game. And um, a year's a long time in footy, as we know, so we'll see We'll see where he sits at the end of, of next year. But I think we'll be in a reasonable position okay. Um, okay. to manage that. Hey, I'll throw a few of these texts at you very shortly. But earlier in the show today, we spoke to Isabel Borlase, who is the sister of James Borlase. Uh, are you confident that he will be back on the list? Uh, well, we've had good discussion with James and his management, so uh, hopefully all going well. Yes, he will be. We've made that commitment to James, so I hope, uh, I hope we can get that done. All right, let's throw a few of these at you. Can you please ask Hamish about Toby Murray? Is he eligible to be selected via pre-season supplemental pick? That's from Sean from Brisbane. Well, we haven't got a spot on our list at the moment for a, a rookie or an SSP, so touch wood we don't have a long-term injury. Uh, if we did, that would that option would open up. Um, so Toby signed with our, 
our sample program. Um, the Ibis, the boys call him the Ibis. I've watched him play a lot over mm-hmm. the last few years. He's really come a long way. So we're wrapped to have him in our sample program. But at this stage, we won't have a rookie selection other than to bring our two boys back on. Uh, and that will mean we won't have an SSP spot. And mm-hmm. touch wood, we don't get a long-term injury. All right, mm-hmm. here's another one. Can you please ask Hamish? If Ashton Moyer, South Adelaide boy, isn't he, uh, slips past pick 40. Glenel. Oh, Glenel, Glenel apologies. King, no, apologies. I'll get cranky. Yeah, no, no. Big mistake by me. Ten push-ups. Um, if Ashton Moyer, we spoke to him last week too. If Ashton Moyer slips past pick 40, have Adelaide got room to match a bid for him as a next-gen academy player? From Bunga at Cummins, then in brackets, home of Jenny Borlase. No, he's not He's not a next-gen player, mm. so he doesn't qualify as next-gen. Uh, and if our picks stood the way they are at the moment, we'd be out of the draft at pick 20, so we wouldn't be able to select him. All right, and here's another one, more of a statement from a Mad Crows fan in Lockie. Boys, the Crows need a young ruckman. Mm. All right, we'll take that as a statement. <laughs> Hamish, for all the rule changes you keep getting and the bidding process and so forth, have we got it right? Uh Probably not quite yet, Roots. I reckon there's a fair bit of work still to do. Um, there's some work to do in the talent pathway. I'm not sure yeah. we've quite recovered from COVID yet. Um, staffing, staffing in the region, staffing at yeah. the state league. Um, the, you know, Heath Uni and Tony Banford are doing the best they can, but I still think um, as an industry we need to support talent a bit more. So I, I think there's still some work to do there, yeah, for sure. So what's your feel on what could happen mid-season? We keep talking about mid-season trading, and we've already got a mid-season draft. How's that going to change things for you as well? Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't spent too much time at this stage thinking about mid-season draft. Um, personally, pro- I'm a prob- probably no at the moment. I think yep. we need a bit more time. Um, there's probably enough mechanisms for us to add players, and and I'm a bit old school in that you've built your list, you've got your 44 players. It's a bit of a war of attrition. Let's see who's uh, who's got the best list and who can go the furthest. So yeah, yeah. at the moment, I'm not I'm not a mid-season draft person, but yep. that's certainly not the club's position. That's just my personal yeah, no, I view. Agree with you. I agree with you. I think you're right. You make all these decisions all the way through November and December. If you get them wrong, well, you pay the price later. I don't see why people are getting free kicks then in June. We'll oh. take, that. take that as my comment, Hamish, anyway. I, I agree. Okay, thank <laughs> okay. you. Hey, uh, last one for you, Hamish. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, who do you think will be in a craze jumper next year between these players? <laughs> James Leake, Connor <laughs> O'Sullivan, Caleb Windsor and Darcy Wilson. Who do you reckon will be wearing a craze jumper? Gee, all of them would be nice. It'd be a pretty good draft ball if you could, uh, if you could do that. I'll just have a quick word to Reedy and see if he can make some list moves and bring in another three or four picks. But uh, they're all quality kids. They're going to end up uh, on an AFL list somewhere. Hamish, we really appreciate your time today. We know it's a busy period for you. We wish you and the club all the very best on Monday, Tuesday and uh, Wednesday when you try and get a few players back on the list. Thanks, boys. And we've, we've got a ripping Irishman, and I think you'll enjoy meeting um if he decides to stay and we decide he's going to stay after mm. after Christmas, uh, he's he's really exciting, Cole Gallagher. So I can't wait for him to get to the club as well. Uh, we yeah. spoke to Shifter Sham about him as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a rap. Are you going out to watch the girls tomorrow night? Uh, I'll be in I'll be in Melbourne and I might be doing a little sneaky interstate trip to see some parents. So uh, oh, I better keep working. All right, all right, Ham. All the very best. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. There he is, Hamish Ogilvie. He's a good man. Uh, key take there, they'll recruiting. be taking the best player available. Yeah. That's a key take out of uh, Whether he's a tall or a mid.
Best player available. That's the formula. They just yep. uh, stick to it, Roach. Got an update, Roach, at the Wacker? One for 45, Ooh. Western Australia. They need 156 runs to win. They have nine wickets in hand and they have so much time. Could we get another Queensland You and I could yeah. go and bat for them. Oh, really, Roach? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be bragging about your batting prowess after what you've done to young Daniel Drew since he came in here as work experience. <laughs> Can't even get to double figures since you had him out the back room there showing about your defensive stroke. And your you can only drives. coach them, Kim. Well, no, you can don't. Only no, coach don't. Them. Don't. <laughs> Do not offer any As information. I've been trying to coach you all year to make sure that you come into the studio with your Friday forecast ready. Have you done it? I have not even thought about it. Complete well, failure in this space you, too. Yeah, no. Given from the majority today, I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> oh, uh, no. what, what if we just put all the attention on you and you like that? Oh, no, you do. Oh, you make out you're modest. Oh, At least I. At least I own the fact that I'm a buffhead. You make out your modest. All right, Rich. Oh, we stole this from AFL 360. It's uh, pretty simple. Your sure thing for the weekend, your most at stake, and your doomsday scenario. <laughs> so simple, you haven't done it. Surest thing there is. <laughs> yep. That the sun Just will... clear your throat whenever you want, Lines. Yeah, 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 no worries. Just vomit. As sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, as sure as yep. the sun will rise tomorrow, France will beat Gibraltar. In the Euro Championship soccer qualifier. <laughs> it is number two in the world against 198. I, I like France it. v Gibraltar. That is as sure as they get. Well, I put no thought into mine, but I've got Adelaide beating Sydney tomorrow, <laughs> and I reckon that appeals to more people than yours. That is a sure thing. What about your most at stake? The credibility of world cricket. If the pitch for the World One Day Cup final between India and Australia turns out to be anything but a fresh pitch... The credibility of the game would be shot. I, I like it, Roach. I'll just because shot. put no homework into mine. Yeah. I'll go to the Adelaide Crows again. If they go out in the straight sets after finishing <laughs> minor premiers, that's terrible. Wait till I get to my doomsday scenario. What's yours? Well, my doomsday scenario is around that. The choice of Crows losing to Sydney, that would be a minor premier out in straight sets. Or is it Melbourne losing to Geelong? That would be the defending premier out in straight sets. What if both happen? That is total doomsday. Is it really? Not yeah. for the sides that go in. No, but <laughs> with, okay. defending my, champ and minor premier out in straight sets. Imagine if both went out there. Right. My doomsday scenario is that Indian captain Rohit Sharma is does, not. The, does the coin toss, throws it 10 metres away from everyone, yeah. and then the referee involved races over, but Paddy Cummings goes over there with him and sees him call the wrong side of the coin. A la this conspiracy theory that's going around. We're, we're, we're not throwing accusations at anyone, Roach. Right. Uh, just look at the video that's everywhere on social media at the moment, on Channel 9's website as well. What if they find it's a double-headed coin? Well, well that's a doomsday <laughs> scenario. We win on forfeit, do we? I doubt no, it. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought I so. I doubt it. If you have it. no idea what we're talking about, a Pakistani commentator, former fast bowler, Sakanda Bhatt, yes. um, has a conspiracy theory that Rohit Sharma, because when you flick a coin, you flick it up, straight up. He's been flicking it about six or it seven metres. slides it out, doesn't yeah. it? And, um, yeah, the players aren't allowed to move. It was interesting. Kane Williamson tried to sort of go forward and have a look. The Too far away. The referee walked over and called it very quickly. Very quickly. And we're not suggesting anything. Not at all. Is untoward whatsoever. No.
No. All right, what about selection? We had a few texts earlier saying that we're mad, saying Stoinis should be in ahead of Marnus Labuschagne. I'd go that way because I'm a thrill seeker. Let's hear from someone a little more qualified. His uh, former Australian captain, Tim Payne, who does SEN Breakfast down in Tassie, talking about Australia's lineup for the final. I think they got it right, and I think it will stay that way with the with the game being you know such a short turnaround. Um, Medabad, the venue for the final, has been pretty good. Uh, so, I, so I don't see any reason to change the team. Again, unless you get there and the conditions are something slightly different. Okay. All right. And we're, point of view. we're hearing it won't change. That's a point of view. Yep. Yep. Do you want to hear Timmy Payne talking about uh, the pitch changes? Keen to hear this. Yeah, you're very, very up and keen. about. Very up and about. Regardless of whether they do it or they don't, you can't change. You can't control it. And secondly, it, it's done before the game. So if you're going to play around with the pitch and you lose the toss, it can, it can go against you. It's, not, it's, you know, it's the same for both teams at the end of the day. Our India play better in their own conditions if it's spinning and a bit lower than, yeah, probably. But I think that's how the pitch is going to be anyway. And in the end, I think there were 700 runs scored on that pitch, so it couldn't have been too bad. Um, well, they can't lose the toss. That's part of the problem. They keep winning it. <laughs> All right, one more from Timmy Payne uh, on the form of Australia's bowling attack. Uh, Zampa struggled last night. Noticed that. Got carted. Yep. But there were some promising signs, I thought, last night, particularly uh, the new ball, something we've spoken about, is our inability to get new, new ball wickets. And I thought last night, whilst the conditions suited uh, and South Africa actually won the toss and batted, but it did do enough for us. And, and when, when it does do enough, there's no better exponents than Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark and Paddy Cummins. So um, I thought that was a, a huge positive. To have them four for 40, we have not been able to do that at all. Got an update from the wagon. 145, Western Australia, needing 150. Is that what it was before? Yes. So nothing's happened? No. All right, got a text here. Hi, Kimbo and the Roach. Best of luck to the Adelaide Giants as they start yes. their Australian Baseball League Championship defence tonight. Uh, that's Jackie in the Uber. Good on you, Jack. Uh, you've got a couple of minutes remaining if you want to have a crack at uh, nearest the pin, who wins the World Cup, either Australia or India, and how many runs did David Warner make? Um, stack of text coming through, Roots. This one says, oh, here's another one. No, this is someone's doubled up and sent it twice about wanting Marnus instead of Stoinis. Mm -hmm. Apologies, Roach. I'm just scrolling back here. Uh, hi, boys. Hilly here again. Uh, India to win. Warner to make 53 runs. Hilly from Fulham Gardens. Another one. G'day, fellas. India to win. Warner makes eight. Enjoy the weekend from Peter. Interesting weekend it is. Two AFLW semifinals, a World Cup final of which India has to be the favourite, surely. Mm. Unbeaten in the tournament, extraordinary But I like that, Rich. How often do sides go through undefeated and then fail in the big one? Well, the pressure on India is significant at home. What did you say, 130,000? 130, That's capacity at the stadium. Uh, just on the coin toss Ooh. here, we've got a text. I, I'm sure it's not really Salim Malik. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been signed Hello. off, Salim Malik. <laughs> India, a dollar one to win the toss for the World Cup yeah, final. Right. We'll be watching with interest. I tell you, if he chucks that about 10 metres away, Roach, if I was Paddy Cummings, I'd be running straight over there and checking it. Not suggesting anything. As you should. Adam from Clemsic says a step too far for the Aussies. India wins. Warner skittled for two. Ooh. If you wanted to know why Maxwell doesn't play test cricket, last night showed why. Okay. Oh, harsh. Okay. I don't think he'd be playing that cross-bat shot in no. a test match, would he? No. Or would he? Wow. Well, 
is adventurous. He is. Hey, have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe, uh, and we'll catch you again on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Hey, Rick.